Greetings, ladies and gents, and welcome to this daily science fiction extravaganza, commonly known as Tales, Tales from Outer from space. Out, space. Out, space. Taken from the subreddit HFY, all the relevant links will be down below. And, as always, I hope that you enjoy. And if you do, please consider supporting the channel. On to the science fiction. Story number one. Despicable Race, written by I am Astrion. Your application to the Galactic Council has been reviewed, and if not for one thing, you would have been accepted. The Gon spoke in a monotone voice. He looked like an octopus, got a hold of an 18th century judge's outfit, although he was missing a wig and a gavel. But damn, he had the look down. Judgment has been passed on humanity. Your refusal to dismantle your armed forces will result in the continued exclusion from the Galactic Council. But we won't dismantle the trade agreements already in place. Full rights will not be extended to your people. His tone implied the proverbial gavel had come down, sentencing humans to 100 years of waiting at the edge of the galactic community. Life in the galaxy was plentiful, and because of this, new species that discovered space travel were forced to apply for citizenship at the same time, in 124-year cycles, which is the very cycle of the founding race planets. The complete disarmament of humanity was not something with which could be feasibly done. Our own world still wasn't completely a unified government, and while conflict wasn't a constant thing, it still was common. Beyond that, removing our military would take away any form of ability of humanity to contribute to the galaxy as a whole. But the Council didn't see it that way. A secretary glided into the room. Flying indoors is greatly considered rude by sapient species of the galaxy, but it was becoming more and more commonplace in the government palace of Tariad. Everything was going wrong, and the Yule, it seemed to everyone, wanted to make this week worse. What is it? growled at the secretary. Yule made his distaste at her entrance known. Astronomical Information Bureau just called in 12 sizable ships landing into system. Origin and full size extent unknown. What? I need answers. Immediately, send someone down to AIP and have me updated constantly. Yule was beginning to bloat. An evolutionary trait of these people, who, when encountered in danger, would tend to swell in size to appear larger. Yes, my lord. The secretary returned to the air, and once, my lord. You looked over at the dazed aristocrats around the room. Anyone else have bad news for me? Another asteroid? More tsunamis? How about another clicking Earth explosion? The Dark God surely has it out for us this week. Who could he have hired to rain misery upon us now? Only silence answered his questions. A bustling of activity was going on around Ryan. A diplomat ships were readying for landing. Men and women in full military gear sprinted to get their dropships. Space travel was yet to be perfected for humanity. So, there tends to be some major jostling when dropping from FTL speeds to planet approachable speeds. All preparations for a major deployment such as this was done on approach to the planet's side. Ryan's job was simple. He was supposed to inform the planet below that the United Nations of Earth are on approach and that landing zones for the troops would be neater arranged. 
Unfortunately, a cataclysmic events from Tyriad in the past few days had caused so much interference and destruction of infrastructure that getting any signal to the planet was not possible. They probably couldn't even contact the galactic community for help. A light buzz on the side brought an incoming call to his attention. This is Ryan. Please move to deployment vehicle 1142 in base 6B for your assignment. Details are being streamed to your comm unit now. Getting up from his crate, Ryan started a brisk walk to the nearest trance station. Pulling up his assignments on his comm, he looked towards what the next six hours would have in store for him. Ryan strutted into the room with a swagger that only a being comfortable with a weapon at his side could do. His guard detail in tight formation at the entrance of the room stood at the ready, and Lord Yule sat upon his throne, his swollen body almost eclipsing his chair. Humans, uh, you have chosen to show your true colors at last. I read your denial hearings, and I can see now why the council refuses your application. You are a despicable race, and you have come to take advantage of our misfortune for your own disgusting desire for conflict. You got out of his chair and waddled down the dais to stand in front of Ryan. He looked down upon the man in the blue suit. Standing a full half a meter over him, he began to deflate. My people have known misery too much of late. Your Titan-class ships and carriers would cause us problems by our best days. But these are not our best days. We have no way to oppose you, no reason to fight you. And I have no desire to send more of my people into the Black God's clutches. I only ask that you let rescue efforts conclude before you raid our homes for your plunder. Yule brought out a stone tablet with etched hieroglyphics. How far will surrender? May the Black God turn on you for your despicable deeds. Ryan stood dumbfounded with the 18-kilogram stone tablet in his hands. He watched as Lord Vool walked up to his throne and stood there contemplating the events that had just unfolded. He opened his comm unit. Ma'am, did you get all that? He spoke quietly into his headpiece, watching the room for any movement. Yes, we did. Inform Lord Yule that we accept his surrender and will now proceed with the planned deployment of search and rescue. This should help things go a little smoother, actually. Ryan looked at the throne. Lord Yule, we accept your unconditional surrender to the United Nations of Earth, and as a new colony of Earth, we will proceed with the landing of search and rescue vehicles and mobile fleet hospitals. He turned his back to the throne, sunlight hitting the white band on his arm, seeming to make the red cross upon it glow. End of story. Story number two. Races of Earth, written by Hitching Post. And your partner will be present at this time, asked the Xeno on the screen, elfin with a long, tapered everything, whose light red coloring and slightly off proportion showed his idiot nature. Despite otherwise being somewhat human in nature, the recognizable ears, eyes, nose, and mouth, all in standard proportion. Josh Simmer sighed. He'd been working on this meeting, Earth's first in-person meeting with another species of what felt like forever, and every video conference with the Elfin or the Dolphin ambassadors, they asked him about his significant other. 
He wasn't sure why they were so interested, and after consultation with others, they had decided better not to ask and risk giving offense. Yes, my husband will be in attendance. Splendid, said the Dolphin Ambassador. It has felt so wrong talking without your other half present. The Dolphin were a stouter compact as the Alphin were elongated, and had a dark blue coloration that Josh was forced to admit complemented the Alphin nicely. Still, he didn't know why they were so obsessed with doing things in pairs. Still, the meeting was finally set, and he and his husband were about to be the first two humans to physically lay eyes on aliens. The meeting... John entered the room, and Dolphin and Alphin already present. Mr. Finster, Mr. Sinbois, allow me to introduce you to my husband, Clarence Sim. The Alphin ambassador made a face that Josh had identified as equivalent of a smile, even if it was more of a flattening of the mouth than anything. A pleasure to finally meet you. What race are you? Clarence looked taken back. Josh turned and whispered to him, Be nice different cultures, some awkwardness is to be expected. Well, on earth they would call me Black, Clarence said, still a little hesitant. Bahalak, the dolphin ambassador said, rolling it around in his mouth like he was tasting the word. It is good to finally meet you. I'm not sure why this one is keeping you such a secret. You're very similar, aside from the difference in coloration and the additional hair growth on the face. I'm sure there are other things as well, but none too unsettling. Different from many partners that we have met who have many more differences. Oh yes, remember the Truxics and the Pathers, the Elfin ambassador said to his companion. How could I forget? But uh, we're being rude. This is about getting to know our new friends here. Indeed, I am afraid that we have limited time. We are already paying and sitter to exorbitant amount to keep our son for us during this trip, Josh said, hoping that would open up the conversation. Oh, you two have a child together. How is that? The Alphan ambassador began, clearly realizing in the middle that it may have been an indelicate question. Josh laughed. Oh yes, our science figured out how to allow gay couples to have a biological child ages ago. It was a challenge, but one we were up to. How genetically compatible are humans with Bahalax? The dolphin ambassador asked. Our two people are completely incompatible, which is why I ask. A creeping sense of dread crept into Josh. They, um, couldn't think, uh, no, wait, um, I think you've got us confused. We are both human. Our racial distinctions are just labels that we have given to different skin colorations within the population. The Alphan blinked several times. Then you didn't bring your partner. This is, um, your domestic mate. What do you mean by the word partner? On Earth, it usually means either our domestic mate or a business associate. Does it have another meaning to you that the translation software may have missed? Your partner species, the dolphin asked. It had the same tone as one would be explaining something to a confused child. Why have they not been represented in this discussion? We don't have any species that we would consider our partner. I mean, we really like dogs and cats and even horses. Maybe, but none of them I would call partners. How could you not? Sapient life was seeded by the ancients in pairs. Every planet in the galactic community has two sapient species. 
We are the two from our world. Are you really saying that you don't have one? How can that be? How did the loneliness not drive you insane? Most of our modeling shows that the world with only one sapient species would start subdividing amongst itself, using minute differences like skin tone. A look of horror began to appear on the dolphin's face as he realized the implications. There are so many things that need to be unpacked here. Ancients? And you're telling me that every other planet has two sapient species. How did we miss out? Josh's head was spinning. We didn't, Clarence said, grimacing. What do you mean, we didn't? Racism, sexism, homophobia, sounds like so many of our problems would have been better if the damned ancients had done right by us. They did. Neanderthals, they just, um, had an evolutionary dead end very early on, before we even began keeping track of history. Maybe the meteor and the ice age threw off the way it was supposed to work, and they died. So, um... You humans, you did come of age alone. I'm so sorry, and so amazed. You aren't the first planet where one of the two species died. We found the ruins of so many. You are the first ones to survive it, though. You must be so strong. The crippling isolation must have been nearly impossible to bear. But you did it. Welcome, friends, and know that you are alone no more. Harkon waved off the hollow recording. So that's how the humans became the galactic partners. They were so alone that when they found the galactic community, they became so excited that they immediately tried to make friends with everyone. And they did. There is now no place in existence humans won't go and are not welcomed. They are considered everyone's third partner species, all because they lost their own. And somehow... Managed to survive it. Time to finish the book report. End of story. And that, my friends, concludes this dose of science fiction fun. I hope that you enjoyed. And if you did, please don't forget to support the author from the link down below. But if you want to support this channel, there are links as well down below for you to help with, but the easiest way would be to share this video, and if you are so inclined, subscribe as well. I will see you all in the next episode, and I hope that you all have a fantastic time until then. Cheers.